the last time you heard from me i was merely introducing the idea of what unwind was going to be and today a couple of days later we've managed to put together the first episode of the series called unmasking with samida mathur now samida is a fifth year law student which makes her my senior but i'd rather refer to her as a friend because she's been extremely kind warm and supportive in the little time that i've known her and it was actually samida who came in with this theme and we started having discussions and that discussion took the form of a 40 minute audio clip which you will hear post this introduction and i'm just so in awe of how gracefully she was able to talk to me and explain to me all the things that she went through and the feelings that she experienced so stay patient with this one samidha makes some extremely important and valid points that we all need to keep in mind especially when we're encroaching the topic of mental health and emotional well-being that's it not going to reveal too much because there is a lot that you'll have to listen to so let's just get into it hi samidha hello shreya what's up how are you i am good how are you <laughs> it's 11 in the night and we are sitting down watching this what is that sound shreya <laughs> it's nervousness talking i've never <laughs> done this before and uh, i don't know how to exactly ease into this but um, i was actually thinking of taking a little trip down memory lane because i don't think you remember <laughs> this incident <laughs> that happened in 2018 jan of 2018 that is very long ago my memory does not last <laughs> that long anyway so i was preparing for a moot with a friend of mine who's also a friend of yours very <laughs> <and> subtle <laughs> So we were supposed to leave for Mohali where the moot was about to take place um around 9th or 10th of January and two days before that we had our overall rounds with you and I did not know anything about you I was just told that you know Samida Mathur is going to take our rounds and <laughs> okay cool like because I did not know who, I know you so I was like okay cool we've, we've got this and so, for some reason I don't know why even though we were not at all prepared for some reason i was pretty confident ki theek hai ho jayega and then you took our rounds and literally 10 seconds into it you asked me a very basic question okay as soon as you asked me that all of my confidence that i had sitting there all of that left me so i'm just sitting there intimidated scared so embarrassed that i had messed up in front of you somehow i finished my rounds i think i was the first speaker so i had 15 to 20 minutes somehow i finished my rounds and like my teammate was the next speaker but i did not wait for him i was like dude i need a breather i stepped outside i called my friend and i walked around campus crying that i had messed up in front of him <laughs> the reason why i brought this embarrassing incident of my life up is because i want to establish a point here because i think it has to do with a lot uh with the fact that i was also in the first year so i was you know extremely intimidated by things and stuff like that but i think back then how i saw you is very different from how i see you now because now you know we're at a point where i talk to you regularly where we've become friends but back then i knew you as a list of achievements i 
was not introduced to you as a person and why i'm bringing this up is because i know this is a story for a lot of people like we tend to look at them uh, on the basis of the things that they do and that is all that we look for in them and like i know better now of course because i've spoken to you and you know before we sat down to record this i spoke to you over the phone you told me about yourself and all that you know you've experienced in these past 5 years so i'm just trying to understand and i want to ask you how true do you think this outward perception of you is because i know for a fact that it wasn't just me who thought so highly of you and i it was all like appropriate like you deserved it you're a very let me just like clarify that you're a very oh, no. hard working kind person <laughs> i'll still stand by that but to know you as just that was maybe unfair so i'm just trying to ask you how true do you think this perception that people have of you because i'm sure you must have interacted with people and they must have told you oh you know you're like <laughs> so how true do you think this um perception of you is well i think you said that the story is embarrassing for you but i would say that it's more embarrassing for me because i never thought of myself as a person who could intimidate and make someone cry i'm so sorry i did that <laughs> like honestly it wasn't just you <laughs> no like honestly i mean uh, so the thing is that i mean i feel like somewhere deep within me i know that some people do think of me in this way or people do sort of you know uh think that i'm a list of achievements but that's a very very i mean that's a that's a very small part of who i am i mean i think if someone came up to me and asked me who you are or someone asked me to you know describe myself in a single word i probably wouldn't choose anything related to my achievements i'd probably start by telling them that hey i really like dogs and cats <laughs> i mean so i think that has a lot to do with you know how we sort of look at people in general because i think it's very very common to kind of look at people just by the things that they do and by their achieve their so called achievements and this create like for me personally like the fact that when i entered college in my first year i sort of just entered with a lot of enthusiasm right because i hmm. i mean you and i are from the same school but you you yeah, nothing which i did me. not realize for so long to yeah. literally like two years later people are coming up and telling you by the way you know samita mathur is from the same school i'm like what why no. did you not not tell me that because how have we not spoken about this no because like honestly i just spent like 11th and 12th grade totally chilling and not doing anything in school so i entered college with a lot of enthusiasm so i think it was just that enthusiasm that sort of led to me doing so many different things and you know getting myself into so many different things and while i think that was important and has also led to a lot of good things in my life i think somewhere down the line you know it sort of became about me having to do these things rather than me wanting to do them 
like yeah i wasn't that enthusiastic first year anymore who just wanted to do everything and wanted to go to four interviews a day and just you know join every possible committee i suddenly found myself being this you know sort of lost second third year student who was like oh no what did i sort of get myself into and at that point it was really hard for me to sort of take a step back and think about what i actually want to do and what i actually like because you know i felt like there was so much pressure on me in terms of this image that i'd created of myself you know people just saw me as being this very efficient hard working sort of person and it felt like even though i wanted to sort of go on a different path or be a different sort of person it wasn't possible anymore because of the fact that so many people expected me to be a certain way and like also like a big like for me a major major part of my life has been sort of spent in and out of hospitals has been spent dealing with illnesses and you know the fact that i put myself in this position where i had so much pressure on me and nobody was actually putting this pressure it was sort of a pressure it created for myself because it felt like i had to do better and better i had to live up to sort expectation. of expectations expectations of people who don't even know me so i think that's something that's very very hard and the fact that i was also sick i was also ill for most of the time that you know for most of my first second year of college i spent a lot of time away from college also that sort of made the whole thing tougher because it was harder for me because it seemed like it was a race to you know keep being re- relevant to people <laughs> so that's a big big problem that comes with you know that sort of outward perception and i'm really sorry i'm still so embarrassed i still remember that time when you sort of left the library after i questioned you and i felt so bad i'm not like, trying, oh no i should say something i'm not trying to blame you or anything it's completely fine it's actually really know, great that I you asked me that very basic question because they ended up asking us that and i was so proud of myself i remember looking at manthan and thinking bro i've got this why because i cried over this question <laughs> <laughs> all right so okay another thing that you know we were discussing about is how we often have this idea that when you're suffering from a mental health issue you will show signs of it like there is this idea ki you know mm-hmm. this person will look a certain way they will stop attending classes they will just stop interacting their grades will fall down blah 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 that the list is never ending but hmm. um when i was speaking to you you told me how there needs to be a difference between personal and professional lives because for a lot of people they are able to keep up the pretense of their professional lives they are able to not i don't want to call it a pretense because i understand for you it was something that you knew that you wanted to do or that you know you just realized with time that you were just doing these things but what is your take on this idea that people seem to have that mental health has one unified face and if it's not that face it probably does not exist so i would say that that's a very very problematic idea because 
I mean, for me, like I had already discussed with you, it was more my personal life that was affected. You know, it was more like I didn't, I didn't have any interest in maintaining friendships, in you know, keeping up with people who I really cared about, and I sort of let all of that go into the background. At the same time, I kept filling myself up with work. all the time so it seemed to everybody that i was constantly achieving i was constantly working very hard i was just constantly doing something or the other but the only reason why i was doing that was because my personal life kept getting so empty because of the fact that i wasn't working on it that i had to fill that space up with something so that's why you know for me it was never like it was never a situation wherein i wasn't going to class or i didn't sit for an exam because those things still seemed like those things didn't even seem like an option for me it seemed like i had to do this thing because this is the only thing that made me feel a little important at least the fact that i was attending classes the fact that i was writing exams you know that's the only thing that made sense at that point because all everything in my personal life was too complicated to handle so i mean that's why there's a there's a need for understanding this difference because while people can clearly see the signs when your professional life starts to suffer because people clearly see you struggling at that point when your personal life starts suffering people don't really see it because you know there's a reason it's called your personal life because very few people know about what's happening with you within that domain so that's why for me it just and i went through a very big phase in my life where i kept thinking that you know since my professional life wasn't as affected my mental health issues didn't matter just because you know everywhere all around you whenever you read about mental health there's so much a focus on the professional aspect of it that the personal aspect of it is completely ignored because the symptoms of mental health deterioration which are like lack of motivation lack of interest are things that you can have within your personal life as well but i feel like there's not enough people talking about those things happening in your personal life i think that added to the fact that you also felt at a certain point in your life when you know these feelings had initially come and met you you, you i remember you telling me that you felt like you weren't affected enough that you weren't how do i put this that you were not you know exactly suffering like you were sure you were going through something but you felt like you were not important enough like you it felt like you were taking somebody's mm-hmm. space up somebody who had it worse off than you somebody who had more prominent symptoms than you somebody who looked visibly not okay and you felt like just because mm-hmm. what you were feeling was probably not of the same intensity as them which who knows maybe it was you just did not show it mm-hmm. and you know the people could not know but how do you feel about the idea that you need to be you need to be absolutely fallen apart before you seek help like how would you what is your take on that idea 
I mean, I feel like I spent a lot of time in my life thinking that I had to reach a point of no return for me to be able to reach out to somebody. And, you know, like I said, because of the fact that I was achieving things professionally, it seemed all the more sort of wrong for me to claim to, to you know, just go to somebody and say that, hey, I think something's wrong with me. It seemed incorrect to do that. Like, I didn't sit well with me ethically yeah. in some way because deep inside I felt like, hey, I mean, maybe, you know, I'm managing, I'm getting by, I'm doing good at the things which matter. And that, again, like sort of brings us back to the whole idea of certain things mattering more than others. Because the way a lot, the way society, in fact, works is the fact is you know, by considering professional achievements or professional successes as the most important thing. So that's how I also considered professional success to be the most important thing. And I considered that to be my goal. And I assumed that, you know, maybe since everything was good professionally, maybe this is also something that would pass. And, you know, I spent nearly one year of my life feeling extremely sad, helpless and lost because, and I mean, now I don't claim to be much better. I'm still understanding the implications of my diagnosis on my, on the people around me and on myself. I'm still understanding that. But, you know, I kept suffering and not knowing what I was going through for so long just because I felt like I had to wait for a breaking point. And in fact, you know, it's very, I mean, it's really strange how we're all sort of, it just seems so wrong to take help when, you know, you haven't had a big, big thing happen to you. And, you know, I think that also, for me, it was actually a very big thing that happened to me that finally got me to take help. But I mean, I keep thinking that I could have avoided that big thing if I had taken help before because I knew something was wrong with me since quite a long time. But I kept pushing that feeling away just because I was doing well professionally. So I think that's that's just not something that anybody should do because no matter how much you try to fill your life up with work, no matter how much you try to fill it up with things to do even if not work with books to read with you know dogs to meet no matter what you fill it up with it's still not going to help you if you're not happy and I think that's a and sometimes you just need a little bit of help to be happy and that's okay like sometimes you just need to go and speak to somebody to feel better and that's fine you don't have to wait for a big thing I think that's I mean, to anybody listening to this who is waiting for a big thing, I mean, the whole purpose of me even coming here was just to say that you don't have to wait for it. You don't have to wait for there to be a sign that you actually need help. It's okay. If you feel it deep inside, then you probably do. All right. And like, I do, I agree with that completely because like in our culture, 
any physical ailment like you know i was telling you the other day that you know if somebody if somebody like me i have a headache you know and it happens for 2 3 days i will obviously like there will be a fear in my mind thinking oh you know i should probably take a pill for it and you know i'm probably mm-hmm. you know i'm probably not okay even though like i might be able to do work even with the headache sure productivity might get affected mm-hmm. but i'm still getting my work done but that doesn't mean that health is top notch or like i'm just biologically things are okay so definitely like that mm-hmm. is and i'm not sure how that idea can change but i'm sure like for somebody who is you know in that sort of place where they're not able to understand where to go what to do i think it always helps to like tell people that you don't have to wait because like speaking from personal experience i went to therapy 3 years ago and then i left it in mm. between for such a long time and i would be lying if i said things were perfect of course they were not there were days when things were bad there were months when things were bad and when i recently started going again it made me realize that if i had continued back then maybe i would have been able to deal with my issues much better in the present time mm. but because i had left in between when i started feeling better you know after going there mm. for some time i never completed my course but of course like when you <laughs> leave the, it's the same thing with antibiotics right the doctor will tell you to have it for 3 weeks you eat for 2 weeks you're like bas ab to ho gaya nothing can affect me and sure for some time you're fine but then those things come back and they come back much stronger mm. maybe uglier and stuff like that so yeah i definitely agree with you on that and continue on that same note uh so like it's not a lie you have achieved a lot being in college even you know that i'm not sugarcoating wow, this wow yeah but <laughs> it's important that we discuss all aspects so yeah you have worked really hard you have achieved a lot of things and adding on to this point that you said that you cannot fill the void that you feel in your life with work you spoke something about having short term versus long term well being and you told me how for a very long time being in college you chased after this long term well being you thought that you know doing all of this will help me reach this place in life where i will finally i will be happy and things will be okay mm. as opposed to you know what you were feeling in the present day and you ignored those feelings for mm. your long term goal or well being that you thought you would get once you reach that place mm. so you have mm. got placed also you have done so well and when you're finally near that point of your long term well being goal how do you think about this thought process of yours now i mean to put it very simply i would say it was quite dumb <laughs> because i mean the thing is that also uh, productivity is so valued yeah. all the time yeah that it's actually very hard to think of something a little away from that and especially for me because i had always had a childhood that was filled with illnesses and i still live with a lot of chronic illnesses it seemed like one way out was by sort of achieving big things or by you know it felt like i had i just had a lot more to prove yeah. owing to the fact that i had to 
miss so much college I, even when i was young i had to miss so much school i was always underestimated owing to the fact that i was you know just not there so it felt like i had to make my presence felt by working harder by doing more things like you know that just by taking on so many things that nobody could ignore me <laughs> so i mean that sort of also built this whole notion of productivity in my head because effort and there's a lot like there's a stark lack of people who are even who even talk about chronic illness among students in india and there's no like proper support that we get so most of the time we sort of try to fill this void that we have because again like it feels like nobody quite understands us so we try to fill this kind of void by just putting in more and more work and when i joined college i just thought like i had just one goal in my mind towards like the end of my th- second year in fact because that's when all the discourse <laughs> starts getting thrown at you so my goal at that point was just that i wanted to like have a good job and then because it seemed like that was going to be the pinnacle of achievement and after that i was going to be supremely happy and nobody could touch me so i felt like that was going to give me kind of security that i'd never felt before but i mean that's why sort of and i think one thing that promotes this idea is also how we talk about getting a job in college or how we talk about building your cv in college and how we sort of make it the center point of our lives because you know honestly like i mean and it sounds really pretentious to say this <laughs> now that i have a job it sounds really horrible to say it because i am very thankful for my job i'm very thankful for the fact that i have that opportunity but i today i just sort of realized the fact that my getting a job and my happiness are not two things that are linked and for so long i convinced myself that they're intrinsically linked for so long i told myself that you know if i won't achieve if i won't keep getting more and more things in my life if i can't keep doing things i will never be happy and this was the pinnacle of doing things for me and now that i've reached the pinnacle of doing things it seems like the whole journey was a waste because when i got a job i was happy i wouldn't lie i am i was as you should be night. you've worked I, hard for it yeah yeah and i was like just jumping all around campus and i was very excited but then you know when that excitement died down i realized that that job didn't do anything to the sort of hole and emptiness that i felt inside me it did nothing to it and supposedly that job was supposed to solve all my problems in life it was supposed to it was i mean the way it was projected to me i felt like it would just come and i would just be like okay now i'm completely free i'm completely happy i've achieved everything i'm great now and it didn't do that and i was quite disappointed that it didn't do that i mean like and that's why you know it's just the idea of something like this giving you long term happiness is something that 
we need to dispel because while it does form a part of your happiness having a job having security a yeah job, having yeah having money while these things form a part of your happiness merely having them does not guarantee happiness yeah. too i mean that's also something that we need to understand i think that also comes from the fact that growing up this is what we're told right like 10th standard when you join parents are like yes tak pad lo uske baad sab sort hai and then you go to college and then you take beta ek baar job le lo aap fir sab sort ho jayega we always we have grown up listening to the sentence sab sort ho jayega and when you reach that those various points where things are supposed to get sorted you reach there and you realize you just as confused as you were maybe a couple of years back and you realize hmm. life doesn't stop at these points life will still come at you obstacles will still come at you challenges will still come at you it's just you know at, at some point you've got to take a step back and introspect and ask yourself is you know is this making me happy which in no way i'm no way trying to say that you know getting a corporate job is not maybe it is for some people like your like i said hmm. my experience your experience everybody's experience is different but like talking to you what hmm. i can understand is that you equated it with with a lack of something in your life and when you reach that point you realize it was not the same thing which brings me to the yeah. next thing that we were talking about so all right so what does a person do when they have realized when they've somehow they're o- o- able to overcome this inner conflict that they had you know they're able to tell themselves that okay things are probably not okay with me so i should probably you know go seek help because it's been affecting me for quite some time now i don't think it's just a phase so somehow mm. they've overcome their inner conflicts but i don't think that's the end mm. of it right because if it were that easy maybe we probably wouldn't be having this conversation um <laughs> it, there are so many other obstacles and by that i mean outward mm. obstacles and these are the kind of obstacles mm. that come from the people around us now i think we both like i can i think i can say this that we were lucky enough to at least in my case i had friends who understood like every i just had to say i am not feeling okay things have not been okay lately and i always had somebody listening to me my parents were always supportive like of course they did the typical indian parent thing thoda exercise kar lo thoda you know you should sleep on time but it was never said in a way to stop me from seeking help like it was always an addition hmm. to all of that so yeah so a lot of people have that but there are also kids who don't get that kids who don't get the approval hmm. from their parents kids who are scared of opening up to their friends because you know we've spoken about this there's this this labeling thing that goes on ki oh she's probably hmm. you know over dramatic or you know she's just being sensitive she's too sensitive about it or she just wants attention so how do you think that like sure maybe we can't sitting here we can't you know talk about this at length because we don't come from personal experiences but um how do you do you think you have ever been at a point in your life where you were this outward person for somebody where you must have you know where you must have had this thought that maybe they're not affected by something that they claim to be affected by something like that but well, i think that since i also 
I mean, for me, my household was always very focused on achievement and getting things as in trying your very best to do things no matter how you're feeling. I mean, for us, our feelings were always on the back seat because you had to sort of work through your feelings. You had to kind of, you know, work <laughs> with your feelings or in spite or despite them you had to achieve no matter what and i think a lot of people do come from similar households and i think this is the kind of thing that also kind of adds to um our own preconceived notions about mental health because we all come from we're not like we all come from different backgrounds and that you know makes us have different notions about it and i think for me initially i you know and this was i mean i was exposed to mental health actually from my very childhood because i had very close relatives who also had mental health problems but the way they processed these problems was very different from the way i saw them out in the real world and i sort of assumed that their experience was a universal experience which is i think something that a lot of people do we all assume that some things need to look Certainly, a certain yeah. way for them to be true and that's a very very big problem when you're dealing with mental health because i think mental health is a very very personal experience and i mean like mostly i don't think i've been an outward person in the sense that i've you know ever felt like someone else's experience was you know not as valid as mine but i have definitely in many situations not given the best first reactions to things in the sense that at the back, in the back of my mind i've always thought that okay maybe they're just I you mean, know there's a small is this, possibility is this that really yeah true? maybe yeah. they're making it up i mean because you know it's And not think, matching up yeah. with what i think it is yeah and that's why i think nobody's kind nobody sort of immune to that but i think the second you sort of acknowledge it that's the first step understanding that you have an own you have your own image of mental health and it necessarily may not be applicable to everybody that's the first step to kind of breaking your own internal barriers to understanding mental health because i mean for me that acknowledgement came pretty early on but i think a lot of work needs to be done in terms of making people acknowledge that internal thing even today because i mean it's very very common for anybody to sort of have that little thought in the back of their head which goes oh is she really actually suffering or is she and that sort of also prevents so many people from speaking up right like with me also i felt so bad telling people that i had a mental health problem even though even after it was diagnosed i felt so guilty telling people about it because i mean people would just respond with things like are tumhare paas to job hai hamare paas to job bhi nahi hai and i would be like okay those are not related things but i mean breaking that notion that these things are related to each other because we sort of 
all of us have that idea in our head right that if you achieve things i think that's the basic crux of this discussion breaking that idea that achieving things one after the other or even achieving your end goal no matter how important it may be to you getting a job is still very important to me it's still something that was on the thing list of things that i wanted to achieve and i have achieved it and i'm proud of it but it didn't make me happy that's something which i've realized and those things can both coexist i can be proud of something i can be you know glad that i have it but it doesn't necessarily have to cause me a lot of happiness or create a lot of happiness yeah, for me like, I mean, and i think the yeah, yeah, please hmm. continue no no like i was just i was just saying that the only way to sort of achieve that kind of happiness i don't know a way to achieve that happiness for myself too but i think that way of achieving happiness is also very different for different people that's also something which we must acknowledge that it's everybody is different everybody's mental health is different everybody's way of showing that their mental health is deteriorating is different and as long as we you know try to understand these differences within this paradigm of mental health it's only then that we can be truly inclusive without that all the all the talk that we do of normalizing mental illness it's so i think we can like conclude the discussion by you know making a couple of mutual points because what you said is a lot of what i also believe in that see i mean mm-hmm. you cannot tell people one day to stop judging judgment will inherently be there you cannot run away from it you cannot mm-hmm. tell people to stop doing it and you cannot we cannot sit here act pious and say oh we have never made mistakes we have never judged of course like i would be lying if i said you know i i think everybody yeah. judges i mean that's not something which you can do away with you can just acknowledge yeah, it and, like, and you can try to work to be better exactly and i told you this that you know if maybe 2 years ago you had come up to me if, you know if we were friends and you had told me that you know shreya i'm sort of dealing with these things i probably would not have believed you does that mean i would have been rude to you not at all i would have listened to you i would have you know tried to help you but i would have definitely had that thought where i would have thought oh but she's got everything going for her and and that perception mm-hmm. would have come from my own experience of dealing with these issues i think it's also very important to you know work on our first reactions yeah, to things important, which yeah. is extreme like because of the fact that when someone's coming to you and telling you that hey i do suffer from depression or hey i do suffer from anxiety they are coming from a place of trusting you and when you when your first reaction to that is inappropriate that sort of invalidates their whole experience it makes them feel a lot worse than they were when they came to speak to you in the first place and i think that's why it's also important to understand that i mean not just borderline personality disorder that's something that i have personal experience with but i also have experience with depression and i can say about depression too that it doesn't manifest in a single way and you don't know what another person is feeling or going through so i think working on that first reaction that you give to that person is also very important because i mean honestly for me 
whoever I've gone up to and I've spoken to about this, I clearly remember everyone's first reactions till today. I remember the good, I remember the bad. And, you know, it's something that I take with me. Yeah, I mean, I remember it all. <laughs> so that's something that I also think people need to sort of educate themselves about. And there's a lot of resources out there to educate yourself. Like, I mean... There's a lot of literature, there's a lot of, you know, things that are written about even depression in personal lives. That's also something that there's a lot of literature on. So, like, if anybody wants to educate themselves, they always have the option of doing that. They don't have to stay stuck to the notions that they grew up yeah. with. Because I grew up with really wrong many wrong notions as I'm realizing and I realize every day that there are some, there's a lot of unlearning that I also have to do that everybody has to do and I think there needs to be more initiative to do that yeah so I think that pretty much wraps up the conversation the discussion that we had thank you so much for taking out the time and speaking to me about this it was it was a very enriching conversation and I'm sure you know people listening to this also Will, at least one person I'm hoping will end this podcast thinking all right that is something that you know I probably don't think about every day and it's good to have another person's insight a person who has had a lived reality of these things and have their insight mm. and how to look at the world from that perspective so yeah thank you for coming in and yeah let's no. just I will go and pet my dog now. <laughs> we haven't spoken about Snoopy. I'm going to end this and we will continue our chat about Snoopy. Thank you for coming in. Yes. Bye.